So I gave myself a C minus and dying to myself this week. Oh, it's been real easy to put others' needs before my own outside my house in terms of check-in texts, encouraging notes, gift cards, whatever. But to gin up the Jesus fire, to die to self, to those inside my home relationships has been a little harder this week. And I'm kind of picking up that it's happening everywhere. So yeah, my one set of friends hasn't talked in five days. Another set has decided that separate bedrooms is a good idea till the end of the quarantine. And one of my clients told me that the divorce rate in uh, China has skyrocketed since the stay-at-home orders lifted. Yikes. Can we somehow get a vision for, no, not us. You know, the kind of ICU Satan astuteness to the temptations of this time. We all know the phrase familiarity breeds contempt exists for a reason. So how can we keep from falling prey to the long haul weariness of being together 24 seven? That not having our natural distance nearness ebb and flow is robbing us of our energy garnering, garnering mechanisms, or simply put, that we're not getting to live out of the opposite adage right now that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Meanwhile, people that have to live alone right now, whether single or for whatever reason, are struggling to not have the opportunity to have someone great on their nerves. So what is this? Some cosmic irony or God-made brain teaser to drive humans nuts? That one group is being challenged, suffocated, exasperated by the people in their lives and the other group would give anything for somebody to be up in their business right now? What is up with that? Well, I think we have to make something exceedingly overtly, abundantly clear or we're gonna struggle. Other than relationship with God, life on life relationships is what we are created for. And life-on-life -life relationships are hard, exceedingly, overtly, abundantly hard. Scriptures replete with relational admonitions telling us that up there with the greatest command to love God with all we've got is to love one another. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, and we do a really good job of taking care of ourselves. An old song testifies that we prove we're Christians by our love, and Christ himself said if we don't love others, that we aren't loving him. Many New Testament writers gave urging upon urging about how we've got to treat, love, honor, value, respect, and be at peace with others. So as we listen to the words of Jesus, observe the world around us, and understand the nature of spiritual opposition, doesn't it make sense to conclude that life with people will be the hardest challenge we face? So why do we struggle to live in this reality then? Why do we kind of keep getting surprised at how hard relationships are? Well, simply put, because we're buying what our culture is peddling us. The songs, movies, stories all paint a picture that is not reality. And I'm not just talking about marital relationships, but by way of example, the first thing I tell couples to do who want premarital help is to stop watching movies and listening to music, feeding this addiction of the wrong picture of someone who is, you know, basically your soulmate, crazy about you all the time and have euphoric feelings that, un that are unwavering. It's not reality. Nor are the pictures of easy friendship, uh, life-altering ecstasy, and undying kinship. We have been sold the picture that love is something you deserve, that love is something that you get automatically, and love is something that comes naturally. Uh, no, no, and uh, no. <laughs> I love the book title. It's an old one. Uh, love is a decision. Because it flies in the face of this societal brainwash. But more than ever, and these close-quartered intense, I'm not sure I can listen to you eat cereal one more day, times, isn't it true that love is going to need to be a decision? Just like Jesus, the New Testament writers, and God himself have let us know, to love 
is going to be a willful choice, which definitely involves dying to self. Are we catching it? That love is far from a set of feelings that makes us happy all the time, no matter what the type of relationship, marriage, friendship, family bond, it doesn't matter. True love is based in faith, not in feelings. Love does best, for instance, when it's the, I can't believe you're still my friend. Gosh, I know I'm a selfish pig and you did a nice thing for me. And I'm so undeserving because I'm not all that in a bag of chips, kind of like I think I act sometimes posture. It's not demanding, entitled. It's not easily offended. Real love and humility and sobriety understands yourself as challenging in some ways. I mean, make a list of the ways that it's hard to live with or be friends with you. The, the ways your personality type is hard for other personality types. I've appreciated how quarantine has brought this out for some people. Two posts on social media that I've caught are these ones. Love difficult people. You are one of them. <laughs> and how about this one? I've spent two weeks hanging out with myself and I am so sorry to every person I have ever spent time with. <laughs> I love it. But this kind of laying down self-regard is the best way and the highest way. Jesus said in John 12, 23 and 24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Boyd Bailey points out from this passage, if you do not die, you remain alone. To not die to self and sin is to separate yourself from fruit, friends, and faith. And he continues, daily death frees you to experience fruitful living. Yes, that is the Jesus way. So I received some feedback from my family members this past week that I come across a way that I don't intend to. And it kills me. And I have a choice. To nurse feeling misunderstood or to embrace the opportunity to love better and die, die to myself. So what does that mean? What does it look like to die daily to ourselves? Well, by way of example, I wrote in my journal, I die to my thoughts of frustration. I die to the desire to be seen and understood how I want to be. What does it look like for you? To die to your thought of how things should go, the best way to do things, how you feel you should be treated, acknowledged, appreciated, understood? Oh, it's tough, right? As God was giving me this strong dying to self reminder, he practically took my breath away with the most orienting, beautiful relationship motivator in the Bible as my eyes landed again on 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. Whew, yeah. We love because of Jesus. We love because he will never give up on us, because he will never leave you to yourself, because he will never stop forgiving you, because he has purchased you a future, a guaranteed future beyond imagination. Because of his breathtaking, scale-breaking love for us, we love because he asks us to and says if we love him, we'll love others. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not. I love so-and-so because I get validation in return. Or we love so-and-so because we have intense feelings. Or we love because we need taken care of. Or we love to not feel alone. No, no, no. We love because he first loved us. We die to self because he first died for us. We say, I'm sorry, sorry, because he was sorrowful for us. We, are for we forgive again today because he forgives us. 
We are generous in spirit because he first gave all to us. Yeah. So in this time that is crazy more than ever, where life is unraveling a bit, you know, we're all unraveling even though we don't feel it, which means your relationships are an easier target than ever for the powers of hell, for the one who hates seeing God's people imitate Jesus by dying to themselves and loving others without expecting anything in return. So therefore, do not doubt. Evil is trying to mess with and get in between every relationship you have right now. Don't argue with the premise. Just try to have eyes to see how. Recognize the bait of hell wanting you to focus on how the others in your life are failing you or disappointing you or treating you wrongly. See it. See the relational strains and recognize all this opposition as opportunity. Ah, struggling Lord. Ah, here you come to me saying, come to me. I, I have opportunity to learn to die to self today. I get a chance to be more like you, Jesus. Help me to love unconditionally because you first loved me unconditionally. I'm obviously speaking to people who are pursuing Jesus and want to grow. And if you're trapped in a situation where the people you are with are not seeking the things of God and you're actively being wounded by them, these thoughts aren't totally for you. You have to do things like work on boundaries, coping strategies, and of course, seeking the counsel and wisdom of God as you endure the strain of your grievous situation. I'm sorry. But for those whom are blessed to be in relationship with family, friends, roommates, co-workers who also love God, this orientation to His true picture of love is life-changing, and I pray actually life-giving even though it involves dying to self. I pray that you would leave this time encouraged to love, not from any sense whatsoever of should or shame or compulsion or condemnation, no heaviness at all, but instead of freedom that's come because you've been reminded of the depth of God's love for you, His incredible, unending, unfathomable, all-encompassing, intimate love for you today, all how He loves you. So let's go die to self in love for others because He first loved us.